Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Hover. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined, of course, today by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Woo. Warren, senior cloud developer advocate. Hello, <laughs> ladies. Hello. Okay, Hello. so before we start the show yeah. today, Christina, I, I want to paint you a word picture. Oh. <laughs> I want for, I want I want the current thing I'm doing is so fundamentally weird and messed up. I want for you to imagine if you were doing the following things Uh-oh. at your job at Microsoft, okay? okay. I want for you to imagine uh, you work as senior cloud developer advocate. I want for you to imagine just all day, every day, like writing other legal, other departments at Microsoft, inviting yourself to meetings. So, <laughs> so, so you're sitting there and you're like, yo, legal, uh, you need to invite me to your meeting and I need five minutes to speak before you meet. And they're like, and they're like okay, well, okay, well, this seems normal. We're going to do this. So then Christina Warren's rolling into the legal meeting at Microsoft, <laughs> filled with a bunch of lawyers, people who have worked there their whole lives. And Christina stands up and she's like, yo, I'm going to tell you how Larry over there is having a lot of problems <laughs> and, how, and how I'm going to do it better than Larry is. And then you're like, and by the way, everyone here, give me $2,400. And then you're calling them after the fact, like, give me $2,400. And then you're running into people at the bathroom at Microsoft, and you're like, hey, uh, what's up? Put your address on this sheet of paper for me. Just, <laughs> just write your name and your address right here on this thing. And all your friends were doing the same thing. It's a really weird system. Oh, God. It is messed up. I know that's yeah. This, this okay. This is an, this is one of the most amazing descriptions I've ever heard about politics. But from yes. what I know about it, from like documentaries and and <laughs> and being part of uh, you know volunteer campaigns in college, that seems really accurate. I had never thought yeah. of it that way. But it, <laughs> if you ever want to get over social anxiety, uh, I guess yeah. run for office. I was going to say yeah. it yeah. sounds like you need a everything? strong lack of shame. Yeah. That that helps. You a gotta lot. know your message, <laughs> and you're gonna go say your message. You have to have no shame whatsoever. And this is another thing: when someone's talking to you and they're saying something really inappropriate, like you have to think to yourself: Is someone filming me right now? What can I say that will make this person feel heard, but not potentially am my campaign? And this is what you do: You go. Yeah, I really hear you on that. We need to get to that. Oh, no. It's like the only, the only non-committal thing you can say. That's so. beautiful. Whew. Well, yeah. I hear your concerns, and uh, we, will, we will think about this in the future. <laughs> oh, God. That'll be on my mind for a long time. I think you'd be really good at this, Christina. Okay, I think Christina would. Really, Christina absolutely yeah. would. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. Oh, it's I would so much die. of this talking out of your ass. I really oh. mean that. Like, <laughs> Which is like, like my best skill without a doubt. Well, so yes. Yeah, but you you sound you have to sound very confident. Like it doesn't matter what you're saying, you have to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying for me, I feel like you know what you're talking about. Like <laughs> I buy into it. So <laughs> Next career life, Christina runs for office. Um, yes. Yeah, I look forward to voting <laughs> yeah. for both of you. Well, yeah. speaking of non-committal things, let's talk about Apple's handling <laughs> of Siri. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so the information put out a great report uh, interviewing several people who have worked on Siri throughout Siri's uh, lifetime since 2011, uh, basically doing a, a big retrospective of Siri and how Apple went from being ahead of the game on the the digital assistant market to lagging behind Amazon and Google with their uh, digital assistants and their smart speakers and things like that. Uh, it is absolutely fascinating and it's a very i think rare and nuanced look at inside apple and how different how tensions exist between different teams there and like why siri has not grown in in the way that one would expect an apple product to grow to keep up with the times yeah yeah um so it's interesting because i'd love to hear you guys' take so i come at this with a little bit of um I wouldn't say like knowledge because I certainly don't have any, but I remember when Siri, the very first version of Siri. So before Apple bought it, it was a startup um, and and DAG and some of the other, uh, one of the other founders uh, started it up. And I actually talked to them because I knew their PR guy. I remember him calling me and saying, there's this virtual assistant thing and it's really cool and it's got all these features. And I was kind of like, this seems weird, but he was really like, he was so gung-ho on it. They sent me, um, this was before you could do uh, beta versions. Of, you could share betas of, of iOS apps with other people, like when you're like limited to like 10 devices and you couldn't like distribute them like remotely. And uh, this is like like 2010. This is like January, maybe 2010. And um, they actually sent me an iPod Touch that had Siri on it. And at the time, it was integrated, you know, it didn't have the voice stuff as we kind of know it now. Um, and it was it was a separate iPhone app, you know, it was in the App Store, but it integrated with a lot of third-party services. And it was really cool. And I really liked what it was doing. And then, you know, um, Apple bought it a, um, a few months later. And yeah, here we go. February 4th, 2010, Siri Assistant turns your iPhone into a personal assistant. And... Um, Basically, uh, I said the concept is pretty powerful. Talk to your phone and let it find and make plans for you. So instead of going directly to a website and doing a traditional search for movie tickets at a certain time, I can just say, get me movie tickets for Shutter Island around 9 p.m. And options for theaters near me or theaters that I previously indicated are my favorites will show up and I can purchase the tickets directly from my phone. And so that was kind of the idea back then. So it was using Dragon's uh, 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 speech stuff. Um, uh, 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 what's that company called? Starts with an N. Um, speech nuance. Check- so right nuance. Here yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nuance. It was using Nuance's speech APIs, and those were really good. And it had you know thirty different partners of different things. And um, I really liked the concept a lot. You know, it was born from um, you know SRI, which was kind of how, how it got its name. Um, you know, which was part of DARPA and um, it, it, it was a, you know, a really kind of interesting backstory. And then a couple of years later, um, or not a couple of years later, a couple of months later, Apple bought it. And back then I wrote something, I'm going to link to this. Uh, oh I'm yeah, really please do. I want to read that vintage Christina. Yeah, but I said, what Apple's acquisition of Siri <laughs> means for the future of mobile search. And I was kind of trying to draw parallels about, you know, connecting this with search um, to um voice stuff and it's um, it's so interesting that you were you pinpointed search back then because that's kind of the tension at the center of this article is is siri a smart assistant or is she a search engine yeah there's no clear answer on that 
And there's no clear answer on that. Exactly. So I'll link to that because because I even I, I think that in this article that I wrote in 2010, I think I came up with the idea for um, for Uber. I'm trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> here we go. No, I actually did. Um, in this way, what Siri does is quite brilliant. Because it uses natural voice search for its queries, it's easier for users to specify what they want to happen and then immediately take action. One of the things I like, I like most about Siri and something I commented on in my original review is that is its ability to tap into so many different platforms and protocols when returning data. That means I can buy a movie ticket with my Movie Watcher rewards points. I can book a table with my existing Open Table account, and I can automatically call my favorite car, cab company if I need a ride. Oh. Um, but, but, but I wrote this. While context is incredibly important in any search situation, it's even more important on mobile devices when the time and, when time and screen real estate are tight and needs are often unexpected and urgent. If I'm in need of a cab right now and I don't want to just get a listing of nearby cab companies, I want to be able to either call a cab or even book the cab online right now. Wow. Um, this was before Uber. <laughs> wow. um, so can I, we, I can we really, I hope that, uh, what's his, Travis Kalanick read this and like... No, he didn't. He was already working on it. I'm just saying... No, like, no, 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 no. But, 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 no but as you say... No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, this is one of the few times I, I think I've mentioned this before. If people are listening to this, they're going to be annoyed with me. They're like, you've told this story before. But, but I, but you're right. Cause the, to me, always the, the big thing with what they bought and what they've been trying to do is, is this search mm-hmm. or is this um, an assistant? And this was one of the last things that Steve Jobs acquired for Apple, if I'm not wrong. And he passed away yes. the day after Siri was announced. Um, As part of the iPhone 4S, yes. Yeah, and so I don't know. Th- this this sort of implied that the he was on board with making Siri a broader, uh, intelligent assistant that would do more than search, but that hasn't been what leader Apple leadership has been focusing on since then. So do you, do you know what this story was like for me? Yeah. It was like, you know, I'm saying this without judgment. I have a friend and she has been like starting so many fights on social media. It's just been really weird for a you long time. You can say my name and then, free. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you, Simone. I'm talking another Simone I never to fight. rush for. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, and like, and like, it's just, you're going like, oh my God, what's going on? And then you don't hear from her for three months, and then you found out like she's been in rehab. It's like, good for her. She's getting help. Now this whole thing makes sense. Reading the story from the information <laughs> was exactly totally. like that because it's like, we know something is wrong with Siri. Mm-hmm. We know it kind of sucks. We know it's not as accurate, and we all know it has not grown as much as it should have in the time that Apple has had it. And you're reading the story. It's this beautiful, beautifully written thing with inside information about a lack of leadership, about how the firing of of Scott Forstall, one of the biggest advocates for Siri there, left a lot of of unfinished promises with developing um, an app store, an API, where people Mm -hmm. can actually go through and develop this. And this, as you said earlier, Simone, this tension between is Siri about search or is it about natural language APIs and understanding you? Yep. And they put this person in charge that was 100% about the search features and not thinking about, okay, let's learn more about your voice so it's more mm-hmm. accurate. It just, this whole piece just really explains why Siri just still kind of sucks. We haven't even talked about the the code problems that they had yeah, where yeah. The, what they're working with now should have been torn down and rebuilt, and th- it, yep. it wasn't. D- 
different people have been coming in and working on this kind of this flawed base for what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it seems what was so surprising to me is it seems like they've had so many opportunities and there's been, you know, leadership change over it um, over the years. You know, the, the founders left early on. They went on to to start a, a startup called Viv, which became Bixby and and try to kind of try the the old, um, you know, what they were trying to do initially all over again. But it's, it's interesting to me. They've had all these opportunities to basically start over from scratch and they haven't. And I don't know what the hesitance has been there. You know, like I, I, to me, like Apple is, is one of the smartest companies out there. And, and I feel like if you look at this and you see, okay, we had this, this powerful thing, we had this opportunity, but we haven't succeeded with it. I feel like the, the logical conclusion should be, all right, we're going to go ahead and, um, you know, start over and, and take some, take some of these ideas, but regardless of how much, you know, work it might be, um, we're already behind and it's not getting any better. And it's just fascinating to me that they haven't. I wonder if they feel like they missed the boat on that because they they didn't do it the year after Siri first launched and they kind of, the the new people came in. But it's not going to get any better. Yeah, that's true. But I wonder if, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, I guess the fundamental thing comes down to whether or not you believe that the voice and personalization are kind of one of the future big interfaces out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that Steve Jobs thought that it was. And I think that that Amazon certainly thinks that it is. And I think that Google certainly thinks that it is. And Apple claims to think that it is. But when you look at how limited even what you can plug in with Siri versus other assistants, it, it's it's really telling. And what's so funny to me, there's a certain irony that, that Siri, that the app, you know, before it was acquired, its entire value proposition was its integration with third-party services. Mm-hmm. And yep. it took you know, Apple Siri years and years to get that. And part of that was because, you know, they, they, they didn't anticipate the demand and they didn't, you know, scale it correctly. But part of it too, I mean, they've kind of shifted the goalposts a little bit and you have a lot of, I don't want to call them apologists, but a lot of people who, you know, um, kind of will, def- you know, def- defend Apple at a lot of turns who say, okay, well, the reason that it doesn't do all these other integrations is because Apple cares so much about privacy. And, th- and that might be, uh, that might be, there might be some truth in that, but I don't think that that was ever the intention. I don't think that the reason that, that, that Siri didn't have third party integration from the start was because of privacy. I think that's a complete misnomer. I think it just wasn't ready and they didn't know how to scale it. And then as it's gotten more and more difficult, they've had to kind of, you know, Apple has to contend with a lot of questions now because they're in a lot more businesses and, you know, there's, they're, they're with their competitors in a lot of these spaces. Like one of the big things we talked talked about with the HomePod is the fact that it doesn't work with Spotify and that Siri kit, you know, doesn't work with, with audio services other than Apple music. Mm -hmm. And it opens up the question to say, would Apple ever be willing to open that up? And I think for a lot of people, the answer kind of is like, well, no, they, they won't. It's not a company that will do that. And maybe they'll surprise us at WWDC and do that. But I think that, you know, you have to think about like, even on the Apple TV, how long it was before, um, you know, Amazon was able to join it and, and Google Play on the Apple TV is probably never going to happen, even though YouTube is there. And, and you know, Apple is very specific about wanting to put their own services first and foremost. And that's problematic in this world, you know, like eight years a- after the acquisition, when most people aren't just in one garden. And, you know, Siri, as it falls further and further behind, one of the things that keeps it behind is that it doesn't integrate with services from other companies that you use. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there are ways to do that that protect your privacy. Mm-hmm. Sure, right? yeah. Like, if you're sending that data out, like, Apple has excellent, like, the differential privacy APIs. Like, you could, you can get that data, you can split it up, you can hide UDID or you know, user-identifying information from people in certain cases. There are ways to do this and to limit what access people have 
in ways that protect your privacy. So I don't buy that. What what I believe is this is yeah, do you know what I think it's like, Christina? Uh, you know, for Microsoft, you had a, a conference recently, and like Bing was a, a headline that shot by, and I forget how many billions Bing is worth over at Microsoft, but it was just a stunning number. And no one talks about Bing and Microsoft. No. It's just not even on the <laughs> radar. And any other company it would be a, if you had a, something like Bing, it would be huge. I think it's the same way at, Apple, where it's got Siri has just been neglected as kind of over there. And I'm not saying Microsoft is neglecting Bing. I'm just saying it's a really big part of their business and they haven't really focused on it and developed it, and especially when we've got this smart home future that Apple is pitching. And I really went and tried to buy into it this year. Smart door locks, yep. smart locks, smart light switches. I went all in. It's an okay system, but Siri is not where it needs to be. And that is if Apple is going to bet big on the like, you know, home kit home, Siri has got to be at the forefront of that. So they've punted on this very important part of it. They've lived with excuses. Their Siri kit API, I think from 2016 is not a success. No. And now they're really in a place where their competitors Mm -hmm. are eating their lunch left and right. I think no matter what they do, whether they rebuild it or or whatever they decide to do, it needs to to get a lot more love than it's getting right now. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by our friends at Hover. Building an online identity has never been more important. And with Hover, you can find the domain that shows the world who you are and what you are passionate about. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna do it right now. I'm going to go. I'm going to write a go. I'm going to write over. I'm just going to write on over. I'm going to get in my little car. Toot toot. I'm going to go to Hover.com. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do some di- my my good old domain name work. So help me brainstorm what kind of <laughs> domain name I'm looking for today. What do you guys think? Hmm. Christina for Congress. Christina, Christina for, Congress. for Congress. Okay, let me, I'm going to okay, start like by it. searching Christina Warren. Let me see what comes up. I think I own them all. You might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, not not quite all of them. Hmm. Oh, I could get my ChristinaWarren.com. <laughs> I like that one. I, my Christina Warren. Oh, it's goodness. A, when I wow. when I typed in your name, it said searching for the next your next great idea, and I was like, yeah, Christina Warren is my great idea. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Let's see. So we want her to be a politician, right? I could get Christina Warren pro. That would indicate that she's a professional. I could get yes. Christina Warren CEO, which should make her Ooh, a business leader, which our country loves. Totally. I could get Christina Warren photo, and then I could just put on the website not not a not what you would expect because she's not a photographer, just one photo of Christina. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's minimalist, is what it is. I like it. Oh, this is so. Mm. And of course, Christina Warren club, which is for your like cool subscriber like the, these are the, this is the secret <laughs> url that you give this is your password protected website that you give to the people who really really support you is christinawarren.club because like oh my god <laughs> christinawarren.technology that's perfect okay uh, <laughs> i wonder if i can get anything to do with congress because that that's kind of like its own thing i'm looking though i'm looking salsaconference.com 
That's totally unrelated, but I'm freaking into it. Oh, wow. Okay, Th- these are a little more top tier, but Congress.Democrat and Congress.Republican. That's we're not. That's not personalized enough for us. But I am having fun searching, and they have so many uh, different <laughs> TLDs for me to choose from. So um, what were we talking about? Making Christina Warren into a politician. Basically, if you are if you want to buy a domain name, Hover is a great place to do that. Not only do they have a super robust search, so you can search any term you want and see what different options come up, but they also have like related things. If that one doesn't quite work out for you, it's like, well, Congress didn't work out for me. What about conference? Things like that. Christina Warren, there were lots of <laughs> options for Christina-related websites, so I can start building up my network of Christina's on the internet and soon I will take over Christina's domain and uh, we'll make Christina obsolete, which is not the point of hover.com. The point of hover.com is that they allow you to keep your domain separate (laughs) from your hosting so that you never have to get stuck with a hosting service that doesn't meet your needs. So with go on, Bria, I heard you in. Oh, I I was just going to say, you know, I called them the other day and their technical service is so Unbelievably good. Uh, you know, like I can tell you a lot about, like, you know, OpenGL. I know a lot less when it comes to like CNAME and all the the records that have to do with like setting up a domain name. They are so freaking awesome. And I talked to some of the most technologically knowledgeable women I've ever worked with on solving a technical problem in my life. Like it just really, really impressed me. So like, that's what's, what I think is cool is if you work with hover, hover, they're not going to be like sending you over to India. Like you're, you're talking to someone that is here and is very, very highly skilled. And I could not um, recommend that more. They also offer personalized email that matches your domain, so you you keep a consistent online identity. And as I said, they have over 400 domain name extensions to choose from, uh, including classic ones and then some of the silly ones that I always enjoy reading so much. So if you want to show the world what you're passionate about, Hover is there to help you make that first step. And you can go to hover.com slash rocket right now to get 10% off your first purchase. That is H-O-V-E-R dot com slash rocket, 10% off. Thank you so much, Hover, for supporting Rocket and Relay FM. Love them. I, I have an idea of how Siri could be improved today. Tell me. So okay. they fire that basic, I'm going to swear here, but the basic that voices Siri right now. <laughs> and they bring Christina Warren in to voice Siri instead. Can you see? imagine how much attitude that would have? Okay, you have so much I attitude, would, but, but, see, but I wow. think that Simone would have the boy better voice. Oh, Uh-oh. that's true. That's true. I w- I, like, I'm putting this yeah. out there. I will gladly, I will gladly put my words in Siri whenever. <laughs> Just call me. Call me Tim. Call me Eddie. Should. Call me Mr. Stacior, who I'm referring <laughs> to by your formal name because I, I do not remember your first name, unlike with Tim and Eddie, who are my good friends. Um, <laughs> let's talk about fraud. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Great my God. Segway. Fraud Palooza. So uh, we, we have a sort of a bouquet of fraud. This week, 
Uh, do we want to do you, you want me to kind of briefly summarize them all or should we walk through them one by one? Pick. Let's go one by one. Pick your favorite fraud. Oh, pick my favorite fraud. My favorite fraud, I think, is the one that is going to take us the least amount of time to talk about, which is that the Theranos CEO, Theranos and CEO <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes have been charged finally, finally and thankfully by the SEC with defrauding investors for the uh, the misleading information about their 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 blood testing machines which you'll remember uh were supposed to work with a few drops of blood they could do complex tests they could be in stores all over the country uh when in reality theranos was using other companies machines and technology to test the blood um completely as the sec allegedly you know allegedly misleading investors with the capabilities of the technology that they were offering. So that's fraud. That's what that is. We covered it on this very show. We did a number of times, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is a, this is kind of stunning, right? Like, mm-hmm. when what, what, it's been like a year or so. It's been a couple of years, right? Yeah. 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 I think like, this was like Journal, the I think it was- big old medical unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the Wall Street, first Wall Street Journal story, I think, was in 2015. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 2014, if I'm remembering correctly. I could be wrong, though. I think it was 2015 for some okay. reason. Maybe, maybe um, I'm wrong. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it was a kind of a series of blockbuster Wall Street Journal reports. And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and people started to kind of come into question. And then there was additional reporting. And there's been additional things. Uh, Nick Bolton at Vanity Fair had a really good kind of in-depth article. Uh, I think that the, the original... Um, uh, guy who wrote the Wall Street Journal thinks he's working on a book that has also been optioned for a film starring Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah, and they ah. look exactly alike. I think that's kind of rude to Jennifer Lawrence, but okay, uh, well. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, but like, but yeah, I mean, uh, no, come but, on. Okay, no, Elizabeth I, Holmes, though she is a, an alleged fraudster, uh, no, can I, I don't have to say alleged anymore because she's been charged, right? Uh, she, she, she has a, pled without admitting fault through yeah, the I guess, SEC. Yeah, I, I guess it's no contest, but, which, but, yeah. yeah. Well, in a legal sense, that does make her guilty. No contest. Ah, well, so. there we go. And the uh, former president of the company has also been charged, uh, and he has not resolved the charges yet. No, so, okay, the it, thing it, about it seems this, like the, she flipped on him is what it seems like, which makes it awkward since, according to the Nick Bolton stuff, they used to be a thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story gets better. Uh, I shouldn't say that. You'll love the story defrauded. so much. No, the, the drama's great. Uh, the so the thing amazing. that kind of stuns me about this is that $500,000, a $500,000 penalty seems kind of low for me. And maybe that's uh-huh. just because I'm blinded by uh, the how high numbers often are in tech stories. But 500000 compared to $700 million raised did not seem very... Well, well let's, let's be specific here. So she did have to pay half a billion dollars in fines, which is quite a lot. I half a million. Wait, half yeah, a mil, half a million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in addition, she does not get a single penny out of Theranos until at least seven hundred fifty million dollars is paid back to the investors that she defrauded. Okay, that is okay. huge. You're she right. That get is huge. Coup- any of that. And to me, so I had this, this moment today where I'm like, 
I, I tweeted about this and I'm like, thank God, like the Justice Department is going to step into it here. Because I agree with you, Christina, when you said like, this is the moment that sets like women CEOs back a long time. Like this Absolutely. is, this is really, it's, it's 10 million kinds of embarrassing. But I tweeted that and my original thought was, okay, fraud then, you know, obviously she's being charged with the Justice Department and the SEC. What it turns out is currently at this point, she's just agreeing to this. She can't sit on any um, board with right. a public company for 10 years. But it very specifically says that they are not commenting if additional criminal charges <gasps> are being right. filed. And I have to say, I look at this, this, this seems... Now that all the evidence has come to light, like I'm not the district attorney, but for someone that's read all these articles, that certainly seems like it seems like there's a compelling criminal case there to me. I mean, what do you think, Christina? I 1000% agree. And again, yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a district attorney. I, I don't know, you know, what this would be in a court of law. I know that I would say two things. One, I definitely think that there's potential, if not for her, then certainly for uh, the, the the president of the company, uh, Sonny, um, however you say his last name, um, to be brought up on criminal charges. And, and the way that it appears right now that he's fighting it, it almost seems like it's possible that, you know, she almost could be maybe potentially working on a deal is how this kind of seems oh, to me. Dear. Yep. Like, you know yep. what I mean? Because she, she's, she's already, you know, um, settled with the SEC rather than going forward. To me, that's kind of one step forward you do if you're making some sort of, trying to make some sort of plea deal with, with the DA um, or with the Department of Justice. And um, the other thing I would say is that this, that, that regardless of whether or not um, there are ever criminal charges that she or anyone associated with the company faces, and at this point, I would be shocked if there were not, if not her, um, which would be very surprising, but, but if, if she's not, uh, you know, named any, any criminal complaints, I would be genuinely shocked if no officer in that company is, is, um, you know, ever named in criminal complaints. But 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 aside from that, um, the, the civil complaints, which have already started to line up well in advance, this won't do anything to mitigate that. And so this this half a million dollar SEC fine, um, you know, doesn't doesn't say anything about what fines um, and, and what um, she and, and people that she's associated with might be, you know, sued for in civil court. And they've already faced lawsuits from investors on that. Um, and but and, and, and even, you know, former partners, you know, Walgreens and and um, others have have, uh, have filed, um, you know, uh, lawsuits. So, I mean, this is this is not over for her by a long shot. What's interesting was that the last we'd heard of Theranos, and I, it was funny. I was actually trying to look this up the other night. Like I swear to God, maybe Monday night, I was I was trying to kind of Google around before this, you know, two days before this news hit. And I was trying to think, why we haven't, haven't we heard anything from about Theranos or Elizabeth Holmes? And the last thing that I remember was in December. No, genuinely, like I was going through this in my mind. I was like, last thing was in December that they'd raised a tremendous amount of debt funding from someone who who agreed to give them, I think, like a hundred million dollars or something. And and I, at the time, I was just like, I cannot believe why anybody would would do that. You know, it is literally throwing you know uh, money down the drain. Um, but but it's interesting. I mean, I, I think that but there are people who, you know, some some funds that are in so deep with this as an investment standpoint that they uh, maybe just want to do anything they can to, Gosh, try, that, uh. to try to recoup anything. Yeah. But, yeah. but by all accounts, it seems like, you know, this isn't just fraud. This was, I mean. Yeah, it, it's dealing kind of with medical care. information and it's a very. Well, totally. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, you know, a lot of people are so, well, a lot of startups, you know, kind of lie about um uh, what their abilities are in this and that, but like this went even further. You know, this was like blatantly lying and blatantly using, 
you know, false press and, and, and using press that was based on false claims to get people to invest. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it didn't work. It's another thing to use another company's products and then say that they're actually your results. Well, it's another to defraud Medicare. Exactly. I yes. mean, they're yeah. actually going to Medicare. They're saying, we can do these tests. Please pay us for these services. And then yep. when it's all a lie, I mean, I got to tell y'all, I talk to a lot of people out there that are dependent on Medicare. Like, that is really playing with fire. And when you are like, okay, if you're starting some crappy like, you know, emoji startup, you know, like the stakes aren't high. If you're talking about medical data, like I, this is why I loved what the SEC said about this. It's like, you know, when you're speaking on the record to investors trying to acquire capital, this is from the SEC. They said, you cannot talk about what your products may do one day. Right. You need mm-hmm. to talk about what your products can do now. And I think that's just so incredibly prescient. Speaking about making bad decisions involving uh, <laughs> large companies, the Equifax oh my thing God. is what I would like yes. to talk about next. So uh, yes. there is a CIO at Equifax who in the days before the public announcement that Equifax was breached and 143 million people's uh, information was leaked – Sold some stocks. Sold a lot of stocks. Uh, may may averted over a hundred thousand dollars in losses. Uh, made a few hundred thousand. Made almost a million dollars as well. Uh, and this person has been charged with insider trading. Good on Good. our fraud bingo Finally. chart. Uh, and his name is Jun Ying. Um, so this this story just read like this uh, at Ars Technica read like. Uh, a how-to in what not to friggin' do. <laughs> they have communications of him s- positing his theories that Equifax is the company whose breach is being investigated because it wasn't clear at the time, is it a company that Equifax works with who has been breached or is it Equifax itself? He's thinking about it. He's Googling things about other companies' breaches and other companies' <laughs> stock prices and how they were affected by breaches. Oh, uh, that's interesting. And then he uh, vests his stock and sells a bunch of it. Uh, and then Equifax is like, hey, we have a breach. Don't do this. <laughs> what did like, you oh, think would happen? No joke. It's like this. It's like, it's like, even if you took the complete wrong message from the movie Wall Street, which most people who watch it sadly <laughs> at this point do, even if you didn't see it as an indictment of capitalism, but a celebration of greed, which is, again, it was an indictment of capitalism, not a celebration of greed. Even then, you would know that, like, the reason Bud gets carted off is because he's dumb. Yep. Like, yeah. you, like he's an idiot, and he does things like this. If you're going to be doing this, you don't tell anybody, and you certainly don't, like— and he was on his work computer too, wasn't he? I I don't I don't recall, but honestly, like I don't even think the talking about it is the pro. Like the timeline is too perfect. No, totally. I'm just saying it's, it's like this is what like if you wanted to do this, like this is what you have like family members or other people or like I don't know, like you just you don't do this. But but if you were going to do this, you should be smarter about it. Like this is open an incognito like window, man. That's what so, I'm saying. Like, like this is like from like the Martin Shkreli like school of like being a being a bad criminal. You know, oh, oh, man. God. Speaking I was of so, that, jerk. we could do that. Oh, I was so happy about that. Oh, no, me too. I, I was just gonna say, like, you know, for a lot of companies out there, if you have stock, 
Like your because they want to avoid the appearance of insider trading. A lot of companies have these forced rules uh-huh. about your window of when you can buy stock, and then yep. months in advance, you say, "Okay, if this stock goes up to." I don't know, $150, then you're going to sell X number of shares. And if it does, like you put all those rules in there. So it's just out of your hands and it just avoids these appearances. What I don't understand is why a CEO of the company isn't held to the exact same rules CIO, of the people. CIO, well, CIO yeah. right. Or Which is arguably in this case worse right. because he was the guy who was responsible ultimately for a lot of the security stuff. Hey. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It just, it seems to me that if you're going to ask the employees are actually creating all the value for a company to adhere to those rules. I, I don't understand why management is not. And I think that's a double standard, like on top of all these other issues here. Without a doubt. I mean, and it's just, there's, there, 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 there's a certain, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't, I, I don't know if they do this at Equifax, but at most big companies, if you have any sort of holdings or whatever, they make you view documents about what insider trading is and there are very specific yep. rules and they, yep. well, have, that's how like, we maybe, figured out how to do it. That was their maybe first not. mistake. <laughs> sure. But, you know, but, but, similar, but, but he can't even claim, oh, I, I, I didn't know this was against the rules. It's like if you're an, an executive officer at the company, yep. you've definitely been briefed about what you can and can't do. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then like you said, at least use a freaking incognito window. I mean, my God, dude. Take the L, man. Take the L. All right. Uh, we're going to breeze through our last fraud story, which fraud palooza our last fraud of Palooza, uh, yeah. which isn't a specific fraud so much as uh, Google has uh, b- made the decision to ban, starting in June, advertising about cryptocurrency. And that includes ICOs, it includes trading advice, it includes about wallets. So uh, and it's doing this, uh, which Facebook has also done. Um, and this trivia, this information comes with the fun trivia fact that I, I copy pasted for myself, which is that Google said it took down more than 3.2 billion ads in 2017 that violated its policies, which is nearly double the 1.7 billion it removed the year before. Not all of those are cryptocurrency related, obviously, but I just found that to be a super cool stat about fraudulent about ads how much fra- on about Google how much products. Fraud has doubled. Yeah, about yeah. how much. Uh- well, no, it's really interesting. Correlation I mean, is like, not causation, but of course not. It's no. Fun. I, I want to hear. I want to hear you guys' thoughts and yours, especially Brie. Like, I, I kind of love this, but it sort of to me kind of indicates that it's really interesting what we're seeing happen. I think with crypto is that you're starting to see private companies like Google and and Facebook starting to regulate things more um, because there isn't any regulation at all right now. Um, I think either with the the fear that there will be some pending um, regulation and they don't want to be on the wrong side of it, or to be more cynical, they're already facing you know um, questions about the sorts of content that they have, and and they don't want to ha- have to give the government even more reasons to try to regulate them. Well, I think did any of you see John Oliver this week? Yes. because it was all so about good. Bitcoin. I did not. So I good. mean, so this is talking about a lot of the, the 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 structural issues involved with cryptocurrency, and I've taken a lot of heat because I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm pro cryptocurrency, but I think it's out there. I think it's a reality. I think we need to work with that reality sure. instead of putting our fingers in our ears which seems to be a very popular uh, advocated course of action when you're talking about cryptocurrency policy. So I'm just going to touch on a few of the things John Oliver touched on in his show. 
uh, one of the really big ones was a pump and dump scheme mm-hmm. where they will get people in a network to all go buy one of these cryptocurrencies like uh, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. Is mm-hmm. that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, altcoins. Yeah. Right. The altcoins. Right. Uh, and they will pump up the value of it for six hours. Then normal people on the outside, which have just heard all these messages about buying cryptocurrency. Oh, this is a great way to be a millionaire. Uh, they are left holding the bag, trying to leap in and make money off these deals. And then everyone just sells it all and it all just vanishes. And they're basically just taking money from those people. It's completely unregulated. Completely yeah, exactly. unregulated. It, completely it's, unregulated. And right now, not even illegal because it is unregulated. And then you exactly. have what, 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 yeah. what he didn't get into, but I've kind of looked into because you know how much I love the Bitcoin drama, is <laughs> that you have these sub... Um, you know, you have these uh, pump and dump groups, but then you, they have their own tiers. So you yep. have people who get into one group chat, and a lot of these take place over Telegram. They'll get into one Telegram chat where they'll talk about the stuff. But then, if you invite a certain number of people, there's always a there's always a, um, a, a multi level marketing scheme element to it um, into the system. Then you can go higher and be in on the ground, get get knowledge even earlier. So those people will will find out when to buy stuff even faster. And and when you know to hodl or hold and when to um, to sell even faster. So yeah. like so it's a pyramid scheme. It's, it's a pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme on top yeah. of on top of like so it's like multiple levels though because like you're in a pump and dump scam but there's like a whole pyramid scheme above you where you think that you're getting one over on everybody. Oh, I'm in this pump and dump. I'm going to make so much money. And it's like no, you're like the pa- you're 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 the patsy in this already mm-hmm. uh, because. I- yeah, anyway. I one t- I 100% agree with your point, Brie, that like people can't put their fingers in their ears and close their eyes to Bitcoin. And then I also love this because I feel like advertising on Google, like the that that is how to reach the most people who don't know anything about Bitcoin and who are right. yeah. most vulnerable to schemes like this. Like that this to me is a good decision because if you are educated about bitcoin and you're in that community and you know enough to invest safely and knowledgeably you're probably not clicking on a google ad about fun new coin with cats on it that you can invest in i think with the best case scenario we would we would i it's like i don't want to heavily regulate cryptocurrency but i think these pump and dump schemes like that's that's just a slam dunk right like it needs to be under the same ags of the sec mm-hmm. but at the same time it's so heavily unregulated that it's not it's not a safe product to advertise to the masses right. so yep. i feel yep. i feel really torn on this because i do think Especially as like the Republicans are rolling back the financial, like, you know, Dodd Frank Act, which is like making us run the risk of repeating the financial meltdown that led to Lehman Brothers in 2008. I do think crypto has a, 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 I can imagine having a place in a diversified portfolio. But until we get that regulatory apparatus worked out for it, so like it's held to some basic standards, uh, it's, I, I think Google's making the right call here, albeit one that makes me very sad to agree with. Does mm-hmm. that does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Totally. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. But, but what do you think about like my my question? Like I feel like Google is in part doing this, and I feel the same way about Facebook, that there's a cynical part of me that says the only reason they're bothering bothering to regulate this stuff is because they are worried about the government coming after them and regulating them in certain ways, and they don't want yet another like black mark, you know, along with fake news and other things 
to to kind of besmirch them to say, oh, you've been, you know, nothing wrong with that. and other stuff. Uh, I will say this. I had a discussion, I'll never forget, with an elected official a few weeks ago where I was trying to, this wasn't in Massachusetts, it was another state. I was asking basic questions about the security of their uh, electronic voting machines, and they knew nothing. They knew nothing about checking version history or any of that. I have never talked to anyone in the Democratic Party that has any knowledge of cryptocurrency whatsoever or cares about it or is interested in regulating it. So my read on that is there is no political will currently. Maybe when I get to D.C., I could be wrong. I, I could see Google being more worried about civil liability, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but as far as regulation, I just don't think there's any political will for that right now, personally. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, oh, interesting. Do we want to talk yeah. about... Uh, I know I know we have a finale dessert yes. planned, but do we want to briefly have Simone's product advice corner? Yes. 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 So... I w- a friend of mine this. just bought a Fitbit. Uh, I believe it's the Charge 2. And she posted a photo of the like sleep information that it gave mm-hmm. her. And I looked at that it's sleep really information. And it's like, these, this is how long you spent in deep sleep. This is how long you spent in a REM cycle, etc. Yeah. And I looked at that and I thought, I want that. And then I looked at Fitbits. Should I get a Fitbit? Um, I like them and I really liked the the stuff on the charge too. Um, and I think it's also on the, um, the Alta, uh, too, um, where you have the sleep information, um, because yeah, the charge two is the bigger one. And then uh, what is the one What's the, what's the, the smaller one? I believe it is the Alta. Um, and I know because I can't get the charge two because the metal is silver and I wear gold jewelry and I am a, a finicky little bastard. Uh, and I, <laughs> I, you can, there is one gold one, but it, it's with lavender only. It's like a special one and it costs like $20 more. And I'm not about that life. No, oh, it's the Ulta HR. It's the Ulta HR. The Ulta I reviewed HR. it a year ago. Um, I reviewed it a year ago and I really liked the sleep data. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're good. I think that you don't have an Apple watch. Do you have any interest in an Apple watch? Uh, that is out of what my budget would be. Okay. Um, so I think for a hundred bucks, isn't I mean, the charge to one fifty, or am I mistaken? The uh, Alta is one forty nine. Okay, sorry, one hundred fifty dollars. Okay. So for one hundred fifty dollars, but you can you can get them on sale sometime. Um, I like the uh, I like the Alta HR because it's um, um I like the Alta HR because a it's a uh, you can get like different colored bands and they're removable. Uh, B it's small on your wrist. Um, it's it's not waterproof per se, but I totally showered in mine. It was fine. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like I, I I actually tested that. Um, the the sleep stuff is really good. The battery life is really good. I have to say, yeah, you don't I mean, sound gonna, super I, excited. You sound like I guess you could do that, Simone, if you really wanted well, to spend your money that way. Well, the hard thing is one hundred and fifty dollars. You're now you're I like halfway to an Apple Watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I really watch. love this. This the I really love the sleep data in my Apple Watch. I really do, and the battery life is so much better for the Series Three. I I don't think for a normal person I would recommend the cellular. It's just no. not something I use enough. But same. I mean, to me, the problem with Fitbit is it's so. It's not as integrated with getting all the data out of it, and it's mm. just I. You know, it's like. 
with my Apple Watch, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, I feel like I got enough sleep. What does the data say? It's just like pull down to refresh and it shows me. It's just not that seamless with Fitbit. And as far as like the long, well, also, you're never going to sell a Fitbit. Like if you don't want to use it, like I could go sell my Apple Watch today to Apple and they give me $75 for it. And I could probably sell it on the open market for like $100 or $150 because it's a steel one. I, I just, uh, I don't okay. know. The, okay, the yeah. other thing that I do like about the Fitbit is like that there are shapes that are more bracelet-like yes. as opposed yeah. to I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely more fashionable. Look, I if I were to get one, I would get the Ulta HR. Um, I like it. Um, it's inexpensive. If you could find it on sale, that would be even better. Um, the sleep data and the way that their app works, I, I will agree with you, Bree, that it's not quite as integrated as some of the Apple stuff, but it's actually better than you would think. And it can connect with your fitness apps and things like that. But like you pull up the the app, I'm, I'm going to link you to my review because I think I put my sleep data and they've, they've even updated it since I wrote this a year ago. Um, but they, um, I remember I was, I was like testing it cause it was, it had just come out, um, but yeah, like the, the sleep data is actually pretty good. It's in their app, you know, it shows you, you know, your awake time, your your REM time, your light and deep sleep. And just seeing that information was like really, really interesting. Like, um, like for me, it was showing, you know, that I, you know, went to bed at 11.13 p.m. and I woke up at 7.43 a.m. Um, uh, or that's when I got up, but then I was actually awake for like an hour and 52 minutes, which is accurate because it would show that I would just kind of lull around for <laughs> you know, two hours in That's the morning funny. before kind of rolling over and doing things like, you know, um, okay, okay, I, okay. So I liked it. You know, I'm just the only, the only reason I'm kind of with Brie on this is that if you, if you totally never think you're going to get an Apple watch, then I say, go for it. The reason I'm kind of hesitant with it is that if you ever think you might be wanting to get an Apple watch, I feel like you're spending $150 that you could just be putting towards an Apple watch now. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, do we want to talk about our second dessert topic now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so much drums. So much drums. Oh, my God. Do okay. you want to summarize it, Brie? You're very excited yes. about this. I know. Oh I want you God. to. So, I, okay, I will admit that sometimes when Christine is tweeting about The Bachelor, I am lost. I am mm-hmm. not a huge Bachelor fan. I'm not. And I think one of the reasons I was, I was talking to Frank about this is the, the women that are on The Bachelor. I personally don't find that interesting. Like if there was a a season of The Bachelor with like Simone was on The Bachelor, she was The Bachelorette, it would be like, oh, what's Simone going to do this week? Is she going to ride in on an octopus or Uh, do a tarot card reading? Uh, That was Becca M this season who was amazing. The 22-year-old whose mom reported her missing when she was really just at the pot farm. Oh my God. So maybe I... Maybe I've not seen enough of it to know it, but from the little bit I've seen, it just it sure. doesn't it just doesn't grip me. That said, I watched the Saturday Night Live skit where they're like doing this thing where um, you know Robert Mueller can't commit to like basically uh, charges of Russian collusion against Trump, and I'm watching it. It's this long drawn out skit, and I'm like, I don't get it. And then someone's like, You've got to watch the original Bachelor thing. And it is, I I can't even describe it, Christina. It mm-hmm. is, the show ends and these people are engaged. And then it shows with him sh- going to this house, I guess. Yeah. And breaking up, breaking okay, up with sure. her. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, breaking they're, up they're, with her <sighs> in this scene that will not end. It will not end. And it's three segments of 
the most heartbreaking oh, no. jerk store dude you could possibly oh, yeah. imagine. And they didn't in, edit any of it. It was like uncut. None, and then they had they had both none. camera angles. So you see her right. face and his face. It was spectacular television. It was oh, it was horrible. And then she's saying, like, leave, 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 And he leave. refuses to leave. And he's just sitting there staring like a cow at her. Like, no emotion. Like, no emotional awareness. Oh, my and God. just as the most garbage human I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Oh. oh, he was the worst. What was amazing, though, is this whole season, and no one wanted him to be The Bachelor anyway. He was a last-minute pick. They wanted this guy, Peter, to be The Bachelor. And then for whatever reason, Peter didn't do it and there was there was drama there and so they were kind of stuck at the last minute to like give it to this guy Ari who had been on six years ago which in Bachelor Ugh. time is like another lifetime Eons. and so all these girls sign up on the show thinking it's going to be Peter hoping oh, it's going to no. be Peter and they're like and they're like who is this guy but then they pretend to be excited and the season is ridiculously boring like that was the one thing I got people might I didn't tweet about it as much and part of it was it's not as fun to tweet about on the West Coast, but the other part was it was just so boring. I just didn't care. But yeah. then the the season finale, it brought the drama and then some. Like Bree said, uh, you got to watch the episodes. They're on Hulu. I think they're also on, on on Watch ABC. It's so good. It's like terrible, and you and you don't have to feel bad because they made her the Bachelorette and she's going to be great. But you guys, here's here's the best part of this. It's not like this is the first time that the Bachelor has ever made a switcheroo. Eight right. years ago, this guy, Jason Mesnick, did the same thing. There were a couple of differences, however. One, although he did tell her in front of cameras, it was at a after the final rose with Chris Harrison, um, no studio audience, and they were already having problems, and she pretty much knew it was coming. But he's still gone on to say that it was a dick move of him to break up with her, you know, that way and to tell her, I, I have feelings for this other woman. B... He didn't immediately get engaged to the other woman. They like right. dated like normal people for a year, and now they're married and they have children, and they're they they live in Seattle, and they're they're like one of the few actual bachelor success stories. But he didn't like throw it in her face. Also, he let her get really mad, and then she went on to Dancing with the Stars and won Dancing with the Stars. So again, she got hers. But like this guy refuses oh. to leave was just the worst. And then the, the added insult to injury, the show was like trying to still sell this love story and showing him getting engaged to this other girl. When you know, like all of America right, hates right, him. Right. Hate, okay, hates so, him. And that's the next episode. And I, again, I've seen none of The Bachelor. And Frank is like, does see none of it. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to see this woman come out and explain herself. And you're expecting her to be a monster. No, and she's, she's very not. Sweet. She's very nice. And like, in my opinion, she had a stronger personality. And I'm like, oh, God, now I hate myself because I like her more than Becca, too. So, oh, no. Like, it's, oh, no. It's well, she like, was very oh, sweet, but like, but it was one of those. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is even all the girls on the show who they like brought back and Becca M was the one with the short hair who was like saying that like Lauren should get the hell away from him and that she hopes that Lauren like that's what she hopes for Lauren. She's the one whose mom thought that she was um, a missing person when she was on the pot farm and didn't have cell service for two days. But right. anyway, um, she's great. But uh, no, I mean like all the women, which usually you'd be like, oh how dare, you know, would somehow try to, like, blame the other girl he chose for this. And they're not. They're just, like, deeply concerned. They're just, like, we do, we, we just don't want Lauren involved with this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. no one be involved. Get, get women away from him. Oh, he's the worst. You guys, apparently he's fled the started. country. Him and uh, is Lauren the, the one he chose? Yes. The end? They fled the country. 
Um, which I mean, fair. I mean, people in um, in uh, Minnesota, uh, uh, Becca's home state, like one of the legislators, like tried to pass a bill saying that like <laughs> Ari wouldn't be allowed in the state or something, which is funny. Um, <laughs> That's then there a was, little much, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Okay. But, but yeah. funny, but a misuse like, of public time. Yeah, and I agree. there's also people who legit bought billboards saying "Just leave already, Ari." Like they they, they bought wow. them in Minnesota and in um, um, uh, Los Angeles, like basically telling him like just go um but uh yeah no it, it's um i gotta say the most boring season of the bachelor in a long long time and then it ended just with it was spectacular i'm so he happy was, for you it, this is it last i'm sorry it's just like he's he's cute he's terrible but it's there's nothing there. Do you no. know what I mean? Like, well, and then what makes him actually worse is that yeah. there are all these rumors about him with like sorority girls, like right. that he would no. This this ha- this like came out like reality. Steve who class, who famously spoils the Bachelor like got all this intel on him before like right after he was chosen at the Bachelor and like turns out like this guy's like 36 right and he like apparently still like heads to sorority houses and like hooks up with young girls and it's just a total cat like he's just Ugh. gross like he's just Ugh. not a good dude like at all and Ugh. his girlfriend who he was with for like a year um, before the show um, who he clearly never was that into like she'd even like tweeted at one point that he was going to probably, you know, pick one girl and then turn it around and pick the other. Um, because apparently he just, you know, he can't be alone and, and, and can't make up his mind. So it's just, I don't know. But he's he's the worst. I hope that that the Lauren, who seems lovely, you know, uh, can get out of this in one piece. Yeah, and, uh, I want and, her to escape. I'm and, 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 about Be- and And Becca's going to, like, she probably wouldn't have been made The Bachelorette uh, otherwise. But at least she's, you know, making lemons out of lemonade and and, so, and get it get to be the lead. I mean, all I saw, I was thinking about this because all I saw of her was getting broken up with, which yeah. is not the most dynamic moment you can have to like introduce no. yourself to the American public. So I just haven't seen it. But is there a is she a very substantive person? Yeah. Because all I saw was someone going like basically having her fiance like dump her in a horrible like 30 minute like yeah know, i mean she's not a sub- she, yeah she's not as substantive as like rachel Lindsay, who is the last bachelorette who you know yeah. is the just the, yeah. the the high-powered lawyer from houston um a well-spoken um uh black woman who's just beautiful and amazing but like Rachel, in all intents and purposes, and I said this when she was on the show, she was too good for the show. She was Ooh. too good for the show, and she's like the most high. She's she's like hands down the the best you know bachelor they've ever had in terms of you know uh, substantive thing of the person. But no, Becca seems nice, and like I think she, I think that she now has people are going to be invested in wanting to see her find love because they saw her get dumped so spectacularly, yeah. which yeah. was the same thing that happened to uh, Melissa Rycroft who. If she hadn't taken Dancing with the Stars, because they offered her a choice, they said you can you can go on Dancing with the Stars or you can be the Bachelorette, and she chose Dancing with the Stars, which I think was probably a smarter move because then she won that and got endorsements and and TV deals off of that. But like, I think a big reason she won Dancing with the Stars is people saw her get dumped by Jason on TV and hated him and were like, Nah, no, we <laughs> want you. We, we, we want you to find happiness. So, you know, I think that. Uh, at the very least, this is good for ABC for, from a television perspective because people are going to tune in and be, like, invested because whether she's, like, you know, got the most outgoing personality or is, like, whatever, like, who doesn't want to root for the girl who literally got dumped? 
and then had to watch this guy that she was in love with get engaged to somebody else. Yeah, like on live TV. Like that's gotta oh. that's gotta suck. Oh, and, and with him so to be like, and for him to be like, oh, I'm completely over her. Like he didn't even like care. Oh, God. You know, it was just like he was just like he was like I'm 100 percent over her. I'm so ready to do this with you. I love you so much. And she just has to be like the bigger person. Be like, I wish him well. When like you know that she's probably like seething. She's never gonna trust again. Yeah. How awful. Yeah. God, my goodness. Oh. Christina, what are you doing this week? Um, so I'm just continuing doing some work stuff. Um, I'd never promote this thing, but I just want to put it out there. I know that it's not really our audience per se, but we do still have tickets to uh, build our developer conference. So if any of you guys are um, interested in uh, you know Microsoft-related technology stuff, um, uh, if you come to build, rocket rules apply, like I said before. I won't even wear – I won't even require you to wear a T-shirt. If you just uh, see me, I'll buy you a drink because um, that would be cool. But yeah, I'm just uh, – you know, putting together my shows and that sort of thing and doing some uh, some planning for some conferences. Um, we've got a, 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 a an event space uh, launching in Seattle in two weeks that I'm going to be hosting um, the, the launch of, and I'm putting together some content around that and um, planning some other conferences and things. So Nice. Brianna, what about you? I just want to say I'm 90% sure I'm going to be at Microsoft Build as well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see if we can do a, a rocket show uh, with Christina I in person. Heck there. yeah. Uh, you know what I'm doing this week, Simone? What? You won't really know what I'm doing. I'm calling up strangers and inviting myself to their events. Uh, and not calling up strangers. I'm asking for $2,400. And then I'm going to events and I'm working a room and making every conversation about myself. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. You're and living my I'm, worst life. It's it's honestly a lot of fun. I, 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 I'm being I think you're well suited the, for it. It is my worst life. Well, it's... They, mm, I I understand now why this process attracts the worst, <laughs> the people human, that attract. the worst human beings on earth. But if like people that don't really care, don't like get involved, like they all win and they're yeah. on the show. So uh, that's what I'm doing this week. It's very exciting. That's cool. Uh, what am I up to? I, I will tell you what I'm doing in a couple weeks in case anyone's going to PAX East. My other <gasps> podcast, Rock, or not Rocket, this is this podcast, The Polygon <laughs> Show. Uh, we're doing a panel at PAX East. So we're doing oh, a live wow. show on Saturday at 6 p.m. So if anyone's there, you can watch that. Other than that, I'm just continuing to make videos. I got another episode of Game Ogre coming out on Monday, which is fun. And uh, I'm trying to, I think, I'm streaming Kirby on Friday. <gasps> We're having a very long Kirby, Kirby stream. What is the name of it? Yeah, Kirby the new Star. one, whatever the heck yeah. it's called. Oh. So we're doing that at okay, YouTube.com slash Polygon. Nice. I'll be tweeting it. Christina, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters, the Instagrams, et ceteras. And uh, you can find videos that I do at work at uh, YouTube.com slash Microsoft Developer. Excellent. Brianna, what about you? Uh, you will see me. You can find me online at Space Cat Gal. And myself on Twitter at Doom Quasar and at youtube.com slash polygon. If you enjoyed the show, please review it on Apple Podcasts. Give it a star rating. Tell all your friends about it and have a good time together. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.